You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Crossover Thursday, everybody, on Locked On Lions on the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt Derry with you on this, a Thursday, December the 2nd, and a Friday, December 3rd, if you're driving home on this Thursday. Thanks for listening. If you're heading to work on a Friday morning, thank you for joining us as well. We're brought to you by Stat Hero, the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in head-to-head fantasy matchups. Winner take all. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on. For a 100% deposit match. Crossover Thursday means we talk to the host of the Locked On Vikings podcast today. Lucas Braun will join me momentarily to preview Detroit and Minnesota. What is going on with the Vikings? They're just a five-win team. They're O-lines in shambles. Kirk Cousins is playing well, though. We'll get the update on the Vikings and get you an update on the Lions as well. Uh, Right here on this very program. Find us on Twitter. At Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, at Locked On Lions on Twitter, and also the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. Anthony Lynn Speaks, we'll tell you what he had to say today is it's Coordinator Thursday. This poor guy. What a class act, though. He is just, he's 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 grinding away and saying all the right things, um, despite the fact that he's been demoted. What's the history of Lions offensive coordinators recently? Like, they can't keep coordinators around. There's no consistency for these players. There is no, you've got to have some, gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? You've got to have some continuity with your staff. You wonder why the Lions stink every year. We'll get into that. Also, injury update as well. But but Anthony Lynn, first and foremost. Uh, the uh, demoted Lions offensive coordinator, who's still the offensive coordinator, but he doesn't call the plays anymore. And today he spoke and was asked by uh, Justin Rogers at the Detroit News what his comfort level is with his new role of basically not calling plays but still being the OC three weeks in. He said this, quote, I'm very comfortable with the role. Don't mistake comfortable for liking the role, but I'm very comfortable with the role, and I want to help and assist Dan the best I can, end quote. Dan. Um, <laughs> so basically he's saying is, I'm comfortable, but I don't like it. And the Lions offense under Dan Campbell for the now three straight weeks has not done well. The play calling to me looks more conservative than when Anthony Lynn was calling the plays. Yet Dan Campbell is the head coach. This is his ship, and he is going to drive it. Um. This is his bus. He's going to be behind the wheel. All those things. And you have to figure Lynn is playing things close to the vest. He's being nice about it. He's being professional. He's being cautious. But clearly, and Justin pointed this out too, he's not happy with it, and he's not going to be here. You know, Rogers wrote today, still feels like a divorce after one year is possible. Oh, 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 it's more than possible. Why on earth would he stay here? The likely conclusion to the Lynn era in Detroit is it's over. They're going to part ways. Anthony Lynn's been a head coach. Anthony Lynn's been an offensive coordinator. Right now, he's a caddy. 
for Dan Campbell, who's 0-10-1. It will mark the fifth straight year. Lions fans, this is for my crack research staff. It will mark the fifth straight year that this organization will change either the offensive or defensive coordinator. 2018, whole new staff. 2019, new offensive coordinator, Daryl Bevel. 2020, new defensive coordinator, Corey Undlin. 2021, new staff. 2022, next year, you'll have a new OC. That's five straight years changing either the offensive or defensive coordinator. You have to have continuity. You've got to have people in the right place. Who's going to take the job? I don't know. I would assume Deuce Staley was very popular in the locker room. Running backs coach, maybe they elevate him to OC. But who would come outside the program to take the job when, let's say they finish with zero wins or one win, next year's going to be very, very difficult also. And who's your quarterback? Who are you selling to the OC? Because you want to hire staff members right away. But that's way before the draft. So if you're interviewing offensive coordinator candidates, they say, who's our quarterback? Well, right now it's Jared Goff. But we'll draft somebody. But what if they don't like what they're, what, what's out there? You heard Jordan Reed on yesterday's podcast. Please go back and listen to yesterday. Jordan Reed from ESPN, the draft analyst, is amazing. He was great. And he talked about it. There might only, might only be three quarterbacks that go in the first round this year, and Jordan doesn't have any of them up high. He doesn't have any of them in his like, top ten. It's not like teams are going to go, oh, we got to get Kenny Pickett in the top eight. And the Lions will likely be choosing between Kayvon Thibodeau and Aiden Hutchinson at number one. If they take a quarterback at 23 or wherever the Rams finish, that remains to be seen. So just more changes, more circus. Hopefully this turns around. I'm trying to be positive. I think Anthony Lynn's a good coach, but Dan Campbell just took those play calling duties away and he's not relinquishing them. That's I think that's a fact. We see that pretty pretty clearly. As far as the injuries go for Sunday against the Vikings, we told you about DeAndre Swift. He's not going to practice or play this week. Sore shoulder. Trey Flowers remains out with a knee injury. Also, Bobby Price shouldered in practice, and Jalen Reeves Maben shoulder did not practice. They did get Michael Brockers uh, back today. Kadero Hodge back today. Panay Sewell feeling better was also back today. And Matt Nelson remains limited uh, with an ankle. But two days in a row, full practice for a held Vitae. So it appears Halapulavati Vitae will be back Sunday against the Vikings at Ford Field. We're going to preview the said Minnesota Vikings in a second. Got to give a shout out to MLive.com's Kyle Mikey and Ben Raven. Those guys have started their own podcast, The Dungeon of Doom, which is available on all platforms. So check those guys out as well. We'd like to help out as many of our friends in the Lions media as we can. And I've said this before. The Lions beat writers are the best in town. It's a great group. They cover the team. They're not afraid to stir things up a little bit. They're, and they're, they're on their game. Um, you know. They don't cheerlead like some others that cover other sports where a ball hits a bat. Uh, Stat hero. No one plays daily fantasy sports to lose, right? Winning feels so much better. But traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know 
who or what you're up against. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you and your lineup versus the house in head to head fantasy matchups, winner take all. Here's the crazy part Stat Hero shows you their lineups before you play, and you handpick the team you want to face one on one. This never before seen innovation of a fantasy sports and sports betting hybrid has Stat Hero, all right, um, players just, you know, they're loving this. They're clocking odds that are over four times better. Why? Because you don't have to compete against thousands of experts or unknowns. Stat Hero puts you in control of your fate. You look at the lineup you go up against, and you're like, all right, I'm going to take Najee Harris in this game, in my lineup, over, let's say, um, Jamal Williams, or whatever it is. Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison. It's awesome. Give it a shot. Here's the lineup I'm going up against tonight. And you you, you 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 do it. You can do it tonight for the Thursday night game. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash lockdown and use promo code lockdown for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash lockdown. Promo code lockdown for a 100% match. Stathero.com slash lockdown. Use the promo code L O C K E D O N. Terms and conditions do apply. All right, everybody, it's Crossover Thursday, which means for the second time this year, we get to talk to Matt Derry here on the Locked On Vikings, Locked On Lions Crossover Thursday. I'm Luke Braun, Locked On Vikings, Matt Derry with Locked On Lions. Uh, So has much changed, I guess, since the last time we met? I feel like the Vikings (laughs) are still a mystery and the Lions are still bad. Um, No, I don't think anything has changed, uh, Luke. It's always great to talk to you, buddy. Um, Yeah. The Lions Lions are looking for their first win. so that hasn't changed. Uh, we've seen some improvements. They've been in every game these last three weeks. Um, I think the Vikings do remain a mystery, but I don't think this is the week that we're going to see uh, Detroit get that that first win. They just they haven't matched up very well in a while uh, with this uh, with this team. I mean, last time we played, it was in Minnesota, and it came down to a final field goal. The Vikings collapsed at the end of the game and almost gave it up. Like so, considering how close the Lions got last time, that's I, an interesting lack of confidence. Consider, like to me, this feels like one of the best opportunities the Lions have to get off the, off the Schneid, as it were. I, I agree, and I think that the Lions uh, are, are due. And certainly, like you said, here's the other thing: they've played three very close games here, and they they've had to muck it up. They've had to uh, design the play calling that's so conservative, and the holding the football. It's almost like the and I said this last week, um, you know, when, when we played the Bears, that it's almost like this Princeton college basketball offense from the 90s with Pete Carrill, hold the ball to run the shot clock down to five. And, and so the games are in the 20s and 30s at halftime. The Lions are holding the football. They're running the football a lot. On third and longs, they're running and punting. And they're playing the field position game to the point where at the end of the game three weeks ago against Pittsburgh, the end of the game two weeks ago against Cleveland, and last week on Thanksgiving, I know you saw it, against the Bears, they were there, but they mm-hmm. didn't win. And I think this week is going to be one of those weeks where I, I don't think it's going to be close. And I think the better team is just going to, I'm not going to say whoop the Lions, but I, I think there's a reason <laughs> Minnesota is a seven and a half, eight point favorite this week. Yeah, it's it's interesting um, that you say all that because the Vikings just lost to the 49ers who are a very similar, like that describes the 49ers too. And I think the 49ers have a lot of similarities to the Lions, but correct me if I'm wrong here in that the Lions seem to love to use pullers and shifters and motioners to try to like get some space and get the running game going. And that running game has kind of been their like 
their their thing, the thing they can kind of hang their hat on, and that the 49ers love to play that sort of ball control style of offense, and so do the Vikings, which makes all of their games really high variance, because if everybody only gets six possessions, it kind of comes down to the random little moments on this third down or that one. Um, so it feels like it could be a higher variance game, but let's engage in a little bit of Lions optimism. Let's throw caution to the wind. Okay, let's do if it. If the Lions win this game, what does it look like? Uh, well, like I said, it's going to have to be junked up again. It's going to have to be a 20 to 19, 20 to 17 type game. The game in Minnesota, which you referenced earlier, you kind of forget about because it, it was so long ago, but yeah, yeah, the Lions were physical and played pretty well at the end there to come back, then got that two-point conversion. But, mm-hmm. you know, Aaron Glenn rushing three, dropping eight, and boom, Kirk Cousins has him down the field, and uh, certainly Joseph hits the big field goal. Um, but most of that game, Minnesota was settling for, for threes and not getting into the end zone, or they would have put it away a lot earlier. Uh, I don't see that happening again this week. Like I said, I think the Lions, have, they've made a valiant efforts over the last few weeks. And they've been in every game. But if it, what it would look like, it would look like a, a big day on the ground. But then again, DeAndre Swift is out. He's not going to play this mm-hmm. week. So you're talking about Jamal Williams, Jamar Jefferson, who I like as a rookie, and Godwin Iguibuike. Um, I, I just The passing game is horrific and horrendous. And uh, uh, the defense has been better, but still gives up a lot of yards. But if the Lions are going to win, it's going to be on the ground. And there's going to have to be some some things with special teams, you know, fake punt, uh, fake field goal, onside kick, something to junk it up uh, to get them over the top. That was the next thing I was going to bring up is that that Dan Campbell aggressiveness, because there was a lot made about Dan Campbell going into our last game about like Campbell being this guy that goes for a bunch of fourth down and he punted away two fourth and ones. And even Mike Zimmer after the game was like, I really thought he was going to go for more of those. Yeah. Um, yeah. So is he was that an illusion or was the game against the Vikings just an anomaly in Dan? Like, should we expect Dan Campbell to go for every fourth and short, be super aggressive? I mean, what do you got to lose, right? I, I mean, at 0 10 and 1, you have nothing to lose. The problem is, over the last few weeks, he's not been aggressive. It was the Rams mm. game, if you remember, when, when Stafford faced yeah. his former team, where it was two fake punts and an onside kick. And they God, all they worked. wanted that one. And they did want that one. And ever since then, Campbell has taken over the offensive play calling from Anthony Lynn, who's been demoted. And it's turned into like third and 10 draw plays and fourth and one punts. And uh, the game against the Browns down 13 7. Fourth and one, they take the three, kick the field goal with with uh, Albert Rosas, and never get the ball back again. That's been another Man. issue. The Lions have not. The defense has been better, but when they've needed stops, couldn't get them against the Browns uh, two weeks ago. Chubb runs the clock out, and last week the Bears go eight and a half minutes, seventeen play drive to end the game. And all the Lions need to do is get one third down, third down stop, and they couldn't do it. Uh, the clock management has has been brutal. The, the back-to-back timeouts, which cost them a five-yard penalty the other day on Thanksgiving, was a bad look for the coaching staff, hmm. and they've got to clean that stuff up. They have to. So I guess the last question since, I mean, well, we probably won't talk until the offseason again, and I kind of want to get your thoughts as where we stand right now with this Lions team. Oh, ten 10 one obviously this season's kaput. Where are we headed here? Is this going to be... Uh, another reset is Dan Campbell going to be a one and done coach. Are we going to try to get rid of Jared Goff or is that contract kind of taking on that contract for a pick was kind of the point there. So I don't know about that. Um, what do you see is the light at the end of the tunnel for the lions? At what point can we start seeing them as a, a, 
a team with a future instead of a team in this weird like limbo of waiting to be in a rebuilding year. They will tell you that they like what they have, that they're making strides, and that the coach is somebody that the culture has, has been a good fit for him and vice versa. I, yeah. I'm looking at it as what happens, uh, Luke, if they lose these last six and finish 0-16-1. Can you bring back a coach that didn't win a game? Especially in this day and age of the NFL where you've got upsets galore, you've got five-win Atlanta, who really isn't that much better than the Lions uh, on paper in a playoff chase. The Bears were, are still in the hunt. They've got four wins, but two of them are against Detroit, and their coach is being fired. And here the Lions sit with no wins. You have got to win some games. I think Campbell's going to stay. I think Goff's coming back, even though he's been brutal, because they just don't have any other options. They're not trading for Deshaun Watson. Aaron Rodgers isn't coming to Detroit, nor mm -hmm. neither is Russell Wilson. They're going to have to keep building through the draft. Campbell's got a six-year deal. You've got ownership that is very patient. Uh, so I think he's coming back. I wouldn't personally bring him back if they don't win a game uh, because I think it's too much to overcome. But uh, sure. I think we're going to see kind of, kind of more of the same next year with a few more wins, but another draft under Brad Holmes's belt. Hopefully a guy like Kayvon uh, Thibodeau, uh, Thibodeau or Aiden Hutchinson coming off the edge so they can get a pass rush going because, quite honestly, expect Kirk Cousins to have a lot of time to throw on Sunday. Interesting. And we'll get over to talking about the Vikings because they've got some some changes on the offensive line since last time you saw them. Um, so we'll we'll talk about that in a sec. But real quick, I do have to say, I kind of want Dan Campbell to stay around. I'm rooting for him because it <laughs> seems like he really I mean, when you're just in the pits and you still have guys playing that hard for you, I have just a lot of respect for that. So I kind of want Dan Campbell, not as like a, I'm a Vikings fan and I want the division rival to suffer. I do, but also uh, <laughs> want Dan Campbell. Like, I don't know. Dan Campbell, I, I've he's grown entertaining. to him. Yeah. No, he's, he's entertaining. The guys like him. But the, this isn't about like or culture or any Matt Patricia-esque issues in the locker room. The locker room's all in. The problem is the decision-making. You've got a coach. For sure. You've got to make those decisions down the stretch of games. You can't burn back-to-back -back timeouts and get penalized for it. On a third and nine, all of a sudden it's a third and four for the Bears. That that's that's bad. That's bad coaching. I hear you. So let's flip around and talk about another uh, brand of bad coaching when we talk about the Vikings in just a second. <laughs> Hey everyone, Matt Derry here for betonline.ag. They got you covered for all season. Prop bets, odds, lines. Betonline.ag is the best. Your one-stop shop for gambling, lines, betting, whatever you want to do as football season marches to the playoffs, but our Lions are marching towards not the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. You want to put some money down on the Pistons tonight in the late-night game, Thursday night football, Saints and Cowboys, Skip Bayless's Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? You can do it at betonline.ag. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive the bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, whatever it is, they're the best. Bet online, fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online, it's where the game starts. I'm Matt Derry, Locked on Lions. Luke Braun from a Locked on Vikings, the Thursday crossover. Lions will host the Vikings 1 o'clock uh, and noon, obviously, on the uh, on the uh, central time um, for the game this coming weekend. All right, Luke, uh, you know, every time we think the Vikings are turning the corner, like a win over Green Bay and, and such, they then stub their toe the next week. 
mm-hmm. how would you assess what's going on right now? And is this right now they're a playoff team, the last wild card, but are, are they legitimately a playoff team or not? Um, so I, I think I, I sent out a tweet last night after watching the tape of their loss to the 49ers. They are a good team that absolutely does not deserve to be in the playoffs. <laughs> they, they, so they like they're good at the sport like they have a lot of good players that are playing well that are doing the things you're asking them to do but they're deeply stupid and they do a lot of stupid stuff and they shoot themselves in the foot be that like penalties or other things or things like pocketing three timeouts and letting the 49ers uh run out an eight minute and and half drive eight minute drive the whole two minute warning they got the ball back with 18 seconds and all three timeouts and they ate all three going into the locker room so, yeah, they, they they do stupid stuff like that, and they kind of play the game on hard mode, and they're good enough to win a game or two on that. I mean, they're five and six, right, to win sometimes on hard mode, but they always make things so hard on themselves that it has to become, the, that it requires perfect consistency, and they just don't have that. You know, it's interesting because Kirk Cousins has had a really good year, uh, and it seems like um, when I've watched him, he's 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 throwing the ball over the field, and he's spreading it uh, spreading it around but they just like you said are finding ways to lose hey mike zimmer yeah. you know he's in the news the guy's dating a supermodel so that's exciting uh, <laughs> he has been for but, a while but 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 that's you know nationally that's starting to hit here that's starting to play right. I, I could we could just do the last eight minutes on that but yeah. tell me about the offense a little bit and <laughs> and certainly no dalvin cook it sounds like right for this week correct yeah, Dalvin Cook will be out for a couple weeks here. He separated his shoulder uh, in the 49ers game. So it'll be Alexander Madison and a rookie, Kenny Wangwu, who is uh, oh, mighty kick speed. Returns. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he's been doing the kick returns, but he's going to get some work from scrimmage as well. Um, the offensive line is a little different than last time you saw it. Uh, in the Lions game, they actually, that was Christian Darisaw, rook, the first-round rookie, his debut, and he took like half the snaps. It was a rotation at left tackle. Um, he's got an ankle injury and uh, would not have practiced on Wednesday. It was a walkthrough, but it was like an estimation and he would have been estimated as a DNP. So it might be Rashad Hill, who is substantially worse. It is absolutely an opportunity to make some noise. Also, Garrett Bradbury, not the center right now. He has been ostensibly benched for Mason Cole, who started in Arizona for a while. We traded for six yeah. round pick for him and he actually took the job after Garrett Bradbury went on the COVID list, didn't get the job back. Um, and there might even be some weirdness around Oli Udo, the right guard, who's been struggling a lot. Bradbury might take that job, or they might shift Cole over or something like that. They've been talking a little bit about that, but in the 49ers game, it was Cole at center, Udo at right guard, Bradbury on the bench. So I would have to think that that's the default state unless somebody gets hurt or something else changes. So the line has been shuffling a little bit to, I'm going to go with mixed results, but there's been quite a bit of pressure on Kirk Cousins. But since we played you guys, that was one of the most hyper-conservative games the Vikings have played on offense. They've really made a point to be more aggressive, and Kirk is firing into windows. He's he's throwing deep. They're trying to get Jeff like manufacture targets to Jefferson, find uh, Justin Jefferson targets, you know, deep downfield and stuff. But Kirk Cousins is testing a lot, and so if you're looking again for opportunities, um, there are going to be some tight throwing windows. If you can make a play on the ball, you might be able to get a turnover or two. Luke Braun locked on Vikings. I'm Matt Derry locked on Lions at Thursday crossover. What about the defense? Uh, you look at all the names on on paper and you say, man, they should be ferocious. And I know it's it, it, it's been anything but this year. Yeah, well, none of them are there right now. None, I mean, the big names you would think of, Daniil Hunter out for the season. Everson Griffin, he's had another a mental health episode, not unlike the one he had a few years ago. He's going to be uh, out. We're going to go with indefinitely. 
Um, Dalvin Tomlinson, he's on COVID IR. Michael Pierce is on IR, but designated to return. They think he's going to be back for this game, so that'll be big against your run game. Um, and then got like Kendrickson, Barr, Harrison Smith, and all the kind of usual suspects. Um, but again, it's been like an inconsistent unit. There's a lot of players that can play all but four of the plays really, really, really well. But those four plays end up being a difference in the game because every game comes down to you know the final field goal. Patrick Peterson, what's and what's his status? Uh, he's currently on the COVID IR list. Uh, he he's fully vaccinated, but sounds like it's a case that's going to keep him out. So it's going to be Bashad Breland and uh, Cameron Dantzler. And the thing about the Vikings secondary is that it's slow. They've got players that can play, but it's a slow. There's they don't really have like a speedy. So this is the same fear that I had last time was like Khalif Raymond would come in yeah. and 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 burn him. And if Jared Goff can hit that ball, it's it can get really ugly really quick. And in the last game, he couldn't hit that ball. He got a couple of opportunities, but they, but it wasn't there. Um, so the Vikings might have to kind of back things off a little bit, but they're not going to want to do that against a team that is kind of oops all run game. Um, I don't know. Maybe they will with no. DeAndre Swift, but like that's that's where I get a little bit. It's like, what do you commit to? Stopping the run game, which the Lions want their identity to be, or stopping the shot plays to Khalif Raymond, which feels like the easiest way to lose this game. Yeah, they just have not been able to get Raymond going the last few weeks, uh, so that's been a kind of a concern. All right, so you know, I, like I said, I mean, I just don't think this is a great matchup for the Lions. It really hasn't been. Kirk Cousins has put up big numbers at Ford Field the last few years. How do you how do you look at Sunday? Yeah, I I don't think you can look at a game and be like I choose the Lions will win, but I'll tell you, Bet Online has the Lions plus seven. I took that. It, this game's really? going to be closer than everybody thinks. Yeah, the Vikings yeah. haven't been able to win a game by more than uh, one score since week three. Um, every game's come down to last field goal, including the last time against the Lions, and it kind of goes back to like we had the Lions at home and we barely squeaked by with a fifty-plus yard field goal at the end of the game to win it. Going on the road, playing the same team, a little less healthy than last time, feels like, I mean, I don't know. I Maybe I'm just, I haven't watched as many Lions games, so, so I'm not as sour on them as you are. But <laughs> I, I'm going into this thinking, absolutely, There's a this is no gimme. Mm. And, and, and to be honest, too, right? I mean, a lot of games have come down to Greg Joseph. Like, too many. A ton of them. I think probably yeah. for the liking of, of Mike Zimmer and his staff. Not that he's been bad, but obviously the Arizona game was good. The Packer and the yeah. Lion games were, were excuse me, well, bad, and the those two games were good. But uh, yeah, it, it just does seem like every game comes down to a Joseph kick. Yeah, uh, well, they the could game. have uh, ended the Carolina game too with uh, a field goal attempt in regulation. That one sailed wide, and then they end up winning the toss and scoring a touchdown anyways. But they're you know put that one on the pile. Yeah. All right, brother. Well, I think uh, I, I'm not as kind of interesting i'm i think the vikings will win for sure you're telling me maybe the lions uh were on opposite sides for opposite reasons but uh if i had to do like a dual outcome i would say vikings win but lions cover which is what happened last time and and the lions have covered a lot of games uh this year but unfortunately you know sitting at 0 10 and 1 they've not played well at home either that's the thing it's like oh lions a few home games left they'll get one of these home games they've actually played better on the road to be quite honest but uh we'll see what happens on sunday always a pleasure my friend Always a pleasure, Matt.